All right, hello everybody. Um, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness. I'm Emily, and I'm Danielle, and our last name is Prue. Yeah, Prue. <laughs> so we had a question about it on the Facebook, and I yeah. didn't want to forget. Yep. So we made a promise. That is how you say it. Yep. Um, it's kind of hard to explain over phonetically. Yeah, like yeah. T- I guess you could say text, but yeah, Facebook. So, yep, Prue. Um, and we have two dogs here today, so if you hear extra noise, that is why. <laughs> she's being weird right no, now. No, she's fine. She's not doing anything. I can hear her over No, here. she's literally just laying here. I'm staring weird. at her. Weird. Okay. I was hearing things. <laughs> I'm hearing ghosts then. Yep. Um, It is my turn to tell a story. Yes. As in Emily's turn. And I am going to be honest, I literally just finished writing it. Danielle <laughs> literally slept over last night and I spent this whole morning writing my story. Cause to be fair, I was up until like two o'clock writing mine. So. I just had a very long couple weeks at work and the last thing I wanted to do was research and write a story after I had two long weeks of work all i wanted to do was honestly drink (laughs) (laughs) which is hilarious because like you don't even have an alcoholic beverage for this no i don't you got your coffee it's a sunday so that's true and it's well it's not morning anymore because it's morning but it's not but i still think it's a good story so i'm excited you're typing typing away i was uh let's get into it um Okay, today I'm going to be telling you another disappearance story, my favorite. (laughs) I was going to say, you never tell us those. I really like them because you get the crime and the conspiracy kind of in one. Mm -hmm. Because it's so hard to find just Midwest-specific, like, conspiracy theories. Yeah, it is, which is really surprising. Yeah, I don't think I've ever found, like, one, to be honest with you. Yeah. So... I mean, obviously, there's, like, UFO sightings and yeah. all that, but it's not really, like, that I would that almost ca- count um, UFOs as more cryptid than conspiracy yeah. anyways. Well, I could see both, kind Yeah, of. I suppose. So, I just have a feeling, like, our cults and cryptids are going to be more of our mini-episodes. You mean your conspiracies and cryptids? No, cults and crisp- cryptids. Cults, too? I mean, we've only told three cult stories, and... Or no, two, and those are like the biggest ones. I would. There's a couple that I know about that I'll I'll dig into and see if I can find anything for a more recent. Yeah, I just don't know episode. how much like information there is about those. That's so true. I feel like those are typically going to be more of the mini episode, quote unquote mini episodes. Yeah. Um. But anyway, let's get into it. So this is the disappearance of Randy Leach. Um, in the spring of 1988, Randy Leach was just weeks away from graduating from Linwood High School in the town of Linwood, Kansas. Is this, is, are they male or female? Randy? Yeah. Oh, I guess that could be male or female. Yeah. Um, he's a male. Okay. Um, Not that it matters. I was just curious. Yeah. Linwood is located in Leavenworth County, which is pretty close to the Kansas-Missouri border. And it is a teeny, tiny, itty-bitty town. Okay. In 2019, the population of the town was 484. 
Um, Holy cow. I couldn't find the exact population for 1988, but in 1980, the population was 343, and in 1990, it was 409, so we can kind of assume it was probably... Um, Our graduating classes had more people in them than that. Yeah. By Um, like a couple hundred. My next line is, Randy's graduating class in 1988 was... Nine. 25. I believe. That is what I found on their like alumni page. Okay. But I don't know if they're, like, missing anyone on there or anything. So Okay. 25 is what I think it is. Um, that's that's nothing. Yeah, it's tiny. God. It's a very small town. Yeah, it sounds like it. And it sounds like it's pretty rural, too. So. Yeah, that would make sense. Probably, like, a farming community or... Yeah, I would assume. Something like something that. Something like that. Now... Excuse me. Um... <laughs> On April... That looked like you were going to sneeze and then, like, didn't. On April 15th, uh, 1988, one of Randy's classmates was throwing a pre-graduation graduation party, as we all do. Um, yeah, I was going to say, never heard of that before. Um, now, all of Randy's graduating class was planning on being there, so all 25 of them. Ooh, rager. Yeah. <laughs> um, his mother gave him permission to drive her car that night. Um, it was a 1985 Dodge sedan. She handed over the keys and told him to have fun. Um, Randy had a curfew of midnight and he left the home around 6.30 p.m. So that gave him plenty of time to do a couple things, uh, go to the party, hang out with his friends and come home. Yeah, that was my curfew too. I don't think I had a curfew. You didn't have a curfew. You're welcome. I broke them. Because I was always late. <laughs> yeah. Um. There were some times Allie's senior year where I'd be like, Mom, where's Al? She'd be like, mm. I'm like, what? <laughs> I had a curfew and you don't know where she is for sure? She's like, if I wanted to know, I'd just look on Find My Friends. Like, That's true. That's a good point. Um. Yeah. Now, Randy's first stop of the night was to a convenience store where he bought some candy and a pop and filled his mom's car with gas. After this, he drove to DeSoto, Kansas, which was a small town just like Linwood, about 10 miles southeast. There he stopped at a garage where he was storing a 1969 Ford Mustang that uh, he was restoring. He apparently loved this Mustang and was putting a lot of work into it. Um, His plan was to paint it bright red, which is kind of exactly what you would expect for a 17 year old yeah who's restoring mustang um he worked on his car for a couple hours before heading off to the party in a rural and isolated area of kansas about five miles from his home in linwood okay so we left home went to a gas station went to work on the car now we're going to the party now we were um yep at the party okay um, Randy, according to his friends, arrived at the party at about 9.30 p.m. So, sounds like he worked on his car for probably... Couple hours. Two hours, yeah. maybe hour and a half, okay. and then headed out to the party. Um, which I, that kind of <laughs> makes me think, like, that tells, like, a lot about him. The fact that he went and worked on his car before he... Like, I would have just went straight to the party. Yeah. He, he is but really, he like, like, devoted to working I on this. I really want to get this car done. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, there was an estimated 150 people attending the party that night. Okay. So, a quarter of the town. Yeah. <laughs> and there was admittedly a lot of drugs and alcohol available to party goers. Again, 
high schoolers and it's the 80s right yes late 80s so that's not like a huge shock yeah um now randy was known to have a couple beers every once in a while but he never was like a big drinker um and he never did drugs okay um his friends even stated that they don't remember seeing randy having anything to drink that night and they know that he was sober when he arrived okay um that would make sense if his mom was like here you can drive my car like that might have prevented him from drinking maybe yeah i mean i i don't think it was quite at least from stories that we've been told it wasn't quite the big deal about driving a little buzzed um i just don't think he like drank yeah so it doesn't seem like he was a drinker regardless of his if he was driving or not um yeah uh, after a while, Randy began to stumble around and appeared to be intoxicated. Uh, one of his f- friends asked if he was okay, and R- Randy responded with, I don't know. Um, oh, some of his sad. friends began to think that Randy had been drugged without his knowledge. Randy was a high school athlete. He was 6'3 and, quote, built like a linebacker, end quote. So even if he did end up drinking a couple beers that night... Um, there is no way that it would have affected him that that much. much. Yeah, because that's that's a big dude. Yeah, um, Randy was very very good about his curfew. Okay. Um, so not like me. Yeah, so good. <laughs> in fact, that his parents, Harold and Alberta, didn't ever even wait up for Randy to get home. They just like went to bed and trusted that he would be home by midnight. Again, not like our house. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that night, just like any other night before, they went to bed and just expected when they got up in the morning, Randy and the car would both be home. Yeah. Um, now, when the two woke up at 6 a.m. and noticed that neither Randy or the car was home, <laughs> they began to worry. Um, their first thought was that maybe randy got in a car accident on the way home and needed help oh can you imagine just like the dread that you would feel if you realized your child wasn't home or like yeah i can't anyone you cared about wasn't home yeah Ugh. um yeah uh because he was so reliable that they thought that that was the most logical explanation yeah, for sense. why he wasn't home um but not wanting to panic too much his parents started calling around to randy's friends to see if they knew anything about randy's whereabouts um the bad feeling the answer is gonna be no yeah all of them told harold that they hadn't seen randy since the night before next harold called the local hospitals in the area to see if randy had been admitted to any the night before but when that turned up nothing this is when they began to panic um which, like, his parents seem, like, very level-headed. Like, they're very logical to be yeah. like, okay, let's call friends first. And if that doesn't turn up anything, okay, next step, let's call hospitals. Because mm-hmm. if he got in an accident, maybe... He got brought there. He got to a, and, brought yeah. to a hospital. Yeah. So, yeah, they seem very level-headed. I would have been in, like, running around with a chicken with my head cut off. Yeah, just, like, in a panic. Yeah, um... But they were like, okay, he's a reliable kid. Like, there's got to be a logical explanation for this. Yeah. Um, but after... Well, and it's such a small town, too, that I'm sure they're like, we live in a tiny town. It's really safe. Everybody knows everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And then this, like, 
a kidnapping is like the last thing that or you not would, even a kidnapping yeah like, yeah or you yeah. know but like i'm just saying like kidnapping be, would be one of the last things you would go to at least uh, i would just uh, you say would like assume. foul play in general yeah i wouldn't even think kidnap like he's six three and built like a linebacker yeah i don't think he, he would be easy to kidnap see but just had a like a full body twitch (laughs) um okay so uh next call harold made was to local police to report his 17 year old son randy missing now this is where i always get nervous it's like okay are they gonna take them seriously now i'm sure you can guess that police did not take this case very seriously son of a gun they thought that Randy was just hungover and didn't want to come home until he felt better. Which, like, part of me can kind of see where I'm like, yeah, that's kind of understandable. Yeah, but but at the same time, I'm like, still. I would also assume that his dad told them, like, we've already called all his friends. friends and we've called the hospitals and he's not yeah, there. Yeah, and there's nothing. So, yeah. like, that's... Uh, um, police did go... To the place where the party was held the night before. Okay. So at um, least there's that. Just to like check around to see if like his car, the car was there or he was like, maybe he was just like sleeping it off in the car or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the um, place had already been cleaned up with no sign of, of Randy or like any foul play either. Okay. Not that I know how much they actually looked or anything like that because there was at this point they Let's... weren't really thinking there was foul play yeah. involved so i'm sure they weren't actually looking we but... can say that there was nothing obvious yeah you know because like if there was a big blood stain hopefully they would hopefully notice that no i was when i was reading this i kind of was like trying to figure out i don't know if this was an actual like house that belonged to somebody okay or more uh, or just like an abandoned property okay because it seems like because it was at a at a house it wasn't just like out it in... seems like it was at a house okay. but it also didn't say it was like at some like a classmate's house okay. specifically because i was thinking like it was out in like a field and everybody like just was like hey we'll meet at this place where there's a fire pit and right. like no there was it was a house okay but i don't know if it was occupied i don't know if it was occupied by who don't know any of that so okay I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to tell by the end of this. But um, the teens who attended the party before, night before, weren't super eager, eager to talk to police, as I'm sure you can imagine. Well, yeah, alcohol and yeah, drugs. Con- considering and- they're all of them were underage and yeah. they were all under the influence of drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And it's it's easy to say, like, as an adult, like, the cops aren't going to give two craps that you we're drinking like they want to find this person but at the same time like i can understand why you'd be apprehensive and being like yeah i was doing something illegal you I know i really don't think anyone's gonna think that the cops wouldn't have given two craps i i would assume that if like someone i know goes missing and the night before i had done something illegal like as a, a teenager had been drinking I would hope that they don't really care that I've been drinking the night before because they're looking for my friend. Yeah, but I don't know if, like, they would be thinking that way. Yeah, that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, as an adult, yeah, I can understand. Like, 
it's frustrating that they don't think that way but they're also teenagers and probably Um, don't think that way anyway uh everyone they did speak to stated that randy got there sometime before 10 p.m and that no one saw him using drugs or consuming alcohol which is also kind of weird like you would think one person would have been like oh yeah i saw him have like a beer like he had a beer in his hand or i mean but not if he didn't but he was stumbling around yeah but so you would he, assume he had to get but even if he was drugged it would have had to get in his system somehow yeah but didn't you say he stopped and got like a pop and but he also had the pop candy? for two hours before he got there but it doesn't say how much pop he got one pop okay a pop maybe he got the pop for the party though i don't think so so because they were then they would have said yeah we saw him drinking a pop i don't know they didn't see him drink anything that's weird that's really weird. Despite this, though, um, they did state that Randy did appear to be acting quite different than usual, and they couldn't really figure out why. Um, around 12.30 a.m., many people noticed that Randy seemed to be searching for something. When he was asked, he stated that he had misplaced his car keys. People assumed that they fa- he had found them because they noticed that both Randy and the car were no longer at the party. I don't know what time this was. I think it was probably... At the end. Let me just, like, finish my timeline here, and then we can come back to that. Um, Detectives were able to determine that Randy was last seen at the party around 1.30 a.m., although one person believed to have seen him around 2 a.m. The host of the party stated that everyone was gone and off the property by 2.15 a.m. Oh. Here we go. That's a weird noise from Sirius. (laughs) Buddies are dumb as hell. Hey, it's fine. It's the neighbors. Um, okay. Now, one of Randy's break. friends was <laughs> uh, the designated driver that night, and he saw Randy stumbling around trying to find his mom's car. Uh, the friend steered him towards his mom's Dodge, then told him that he already had a car full of people to take home. So, so Randy should wait at his mom's car and he will come back and pick him up and take him home after he went and dropped off all these people. Okay. Um, when the friend arrived back at the party at 2 a.m., both Randy and his car were gone. So the friend assumed that Randy had just driven home himself. And there were still people other than Randy there at the time, right? Because the host said He that. just said by 2.15, everyone was gone. So I don't okay. know how many people were still there at 2 a.m., but... Okay. By 2.15, he said everyone was gone and off the property. Okay. So it's possible that there were some people, but it's also possible that there weren't. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure maybe there's some last, like, stragglers yeah. kind of waiting for rides or whatever. Okay. But so 12.30, looking for keys. 1.30, that's when most people last saw him. One person believed to see him around 2 a.m., but the friend came back at 2 a.m. and said that the car and Randy were gone. Okay. And everyone was gone by 2.15. Okay. So that's so like, the, uh, the first thing that stuck out. Almost two hours between 12.30 and 2.15. Yeah. The first thing that stuck out about that to me was that 
his curfew was midnight and he's still there at 12:30 at 12:30 and that alone is abnormal behavior right. for him so like and his friends are now saying like he's acting he's weird. acting weird and and that's even further proof that something was something isn't right going on yeah yeah so that's interesting yep um okay let's see at this point, the police decided to put an alert out for Randy's mom's gray Dodge car, figuring it would be easier for them to put, like, an an alert out for the car versus a person. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, you would think you're going to be able to spot a car quicker. Yeah, especially because, like, if he's in the car, it's going to be hard to tell who's in that car. But if you see the car, it's a lot bigger than a person. Exactly. So even if you like we're driving around and you saw it parked somewhere or whatever. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um since Linwood was a small town, uh the detectives figured that they would be able to find the car simply by driving around town for a few hours. Um however, this was not the case. Uh in total, police talked to about 80 people who attended the party that night and um again, not one of them saw him drink, do drugs, fight with anyone and no one could give a reason to why someone might want to hurt randy so he literally just had like a little bit of a weird night because he wasn't acting like himself but everything else was normal apparently that's so weird so weird i just don't get like if he was stumbling around it just doesn't make sense like i don't know I feel like you're going down a route hole right in front of my eyeballs. <laughs> it just doesn't... You speak to 80 out of 150 people and not one of them see you drinking, him drinking something. And yet he's acting like he's drunk. He's drunk. Yeah. Or did drugs, which, I mean, like, let, you could do drugs and no one could see it. Like, let's be honest. But yeah. he never had done drugs before. So why So that would now? be abnormal behavior for him yeah. there, too. Yeah. So, weird. Um, the police looked into maybe Randy leaving voluntarily, but this didn't make sense either. He had a great relationship with his family and his friends. He did well in school. And even though he didn't have plans to attend college, he was thinking about going to trade school. His dad had just brought him, bought him a riding mower so he could make some extra money that summer by cutting people's lawns. That's adorable. Yeah. I love that. And they said that there is no way that Randy would have left that 1969 Mustang. I was going to say, you don't mention that car. Behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, for God's sake, he skipped out on a party to go work on his car. He loved that car. Now, there was some tension between Randy's family and law enforcement, obviously, because of how Randy's disappearance was handled by police, um, they never actually did a full search of the property that the party was held at. Um, shortly after Randy disappeared, the house actually burned down, so they were unable to search it. That's suspicious. That's what I thought, too. Um, Harold and Alberta both believe that Randy fell victim to foul play at the party. And because the police were so convinced that Randy was a runaway or was just hungover, they never really investigated it correctly. That's so frustrating. Yeah. Um, police did eventually admit that they were, believe that Randy did fall victim to foul play, but unfortunately it was a little too late at that point. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you can guess that the small town of Linwood was rocked by Randy's disappearance and the whole town turned out to help search for him. Uh, they assumed that they lived in a safe small community where everyone knew everybody, but this disappearance shattered that illusion. Um, you know, 
people began to become suspicious of their neighbors yeah yada 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 which i think is hard not to do in yeah. a situation like this you gotta assume it's someone local yeah you would assume because a stranger people would more than likely be like notice i don't, I don't know, know who that is and even though there was like 150 people at this party like that could still be... feel like in a small area like that even though there was probably kids from other communities coming in yeah you still probably know who these kids are yeah and if there's someone there who was like out of place or something you probably still would notice that yeah to- yeah absolutely um and it's it's weird that they would go after someone so big yeah you know like something had to have happened yeah um let's see here sorry when police did receive oh sorry while police did receive many tips in the first few weeks these tips never really went anywhere and randy's case went cold his parents did everything they could to keep randy's case in the news but unfortunately there just wasn't anything to go off of off of and police still don't know to this day what happened to randy um but at that point had nothing really to go on yeah it's hard to do an investigation of a missing person when all of your evidence vanishes and then yeah the whole house like yeah can you imagine and that's what makes me think it was probably like an abandoned place but that makes like it that even too. more suspicious because like why would that just go up in flames for no reason because when a place is abandoned it usually doesn't have heat gas yeah electricity. but it didn't say it was arson and you think if it was arson that would have probably been noted yeah i don't know it it all just seems really suspicious yeah it does um desperate to find their son harold and alberta never gave up searching they hired private detectives and consulted psychics harold spent hours each day searching for anything that might point to where his missing son was or where the missing car was they both believe that randy is no longer alive because if he was they thought that he would have found a way to contact them by now it's weird that the car also just completely vanishes. That's the thing. Like, a person... Okay. Like... That happens. That happens. Yeah. And that's a little bit easier, but a whole car just... Are there any, like, bodies of water in that area? We will talk about it, and that is my number one theory. Yeah. To be honest. Okay. This, okay. This, that was, like, with the car. Yeah. Being that's gone, what I'm thinking, too. Because that's immediately where my mind went. That story in yes. Florida. Yes. Where they were, like... Yes. It was, like, Google Maps or whatever. Yeah, and they found the car. And they found and a the car. And it had been, like, four decades or three decades or yeah. something like that. So, it happens. This is... That is my number one theory. Okay. That, but yeah. we'll get to that okay. at the end. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Jumped way ahead on you. Um... <laughs> Now, a few theories and rumors began to go around Linwood about what possibly could have happened to Randy. As they do. Yep. Especially in a small town. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One rumor was that he saw something at the party that he wasn't supposed to and was likely um, was killed to have been kept quiet. One Is, is there any, like, indication of what that could have been that no. he saw? Like, this is... No. Okay because it's just rumor so just rumor okay i was just curious one rumor was that he was depressed and suicidal and he'd gone off and completed suicide but then you but you would find find the the body in the car yeah Yeah. and the body because well they say that most people who complete suicide want their bodies found yeah so they don't like go off and yeah do it somewhere remote that makes sense no i mean not to say that that doesn't happen but i was gonna say have you heard of the suicide forest in japan yeah i have but 
I'm just that's just you yeah know. yeah yeah I get what you're and saying. again you're right the car that doesn't explain that at all yeah so unless someone just stole it and then drove it completely out of the area and it was never found again yeah um and then one rumor um stated that he had just ran off and started a new life on a beach but not without the car or his parents yeah especially because like it seems like they had a really good, good relationship. relationship yeah it did and like and that's what it was you know you said that they had a good relationship but like you know it'd be easy to just be like oh yeah we had a good relationship but like the fact that his parents never stopped looking and like yeah. kind of tells you a lot um police have stated that none of these theories are true by far the most popular rumor was that randy had become a victim of a um satanic cult because this was in the 80s the satanic panic yep yeah this rumor started when a man claimed that he had been kidnapped by a satanic cult in the area and was held captive in a nearby cave for two weeks. During his captivity, he stated that there had been a corpse hanging from the ceiling and that corpse was said to be Randy. Um, investigators did conduct an extensive search of the caves and found no evidence that a crime had ever been committed there and the man did eventually admit that he had been high on drugs and this scenario was a hallucination yeah uh but that's not a huge shock obviously did not stop the rumor of the satanic cult yeah no from being the most popular rumor and people still to this day are saying that that's exactly what happened that's not a huge surprise um and this also this kind of breaks my heart didn't stop randy's dad harold from going out and searching the caves around the area for years searching for anything even though nothing was ever found that's so sad his poor parents yeah was it just the three of them i think so i didn't see anything about a sibling or anything because i was gonna say you didn't mention one so i was just curious no Ugh, that makes it even worse yeah um now in 1993 three people were arrested and held for 24 hours with probable cause that they were involved with randy's disappearance but after 24 hours the sheriff determined that there actually wasn't any probable cause and the three people were released do they name the three people or anything okay nothing and there it just seems to be like a fluke okay what i did read was um there was a classmate of his and i'm not going to state the name okay um that was a part of like worship satan because of the music he listened to and he played dungeons and dragons and blah 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 so like he they there was it stated that these three people could have been a part of the satanic whatever but i love that dungeons and dragons right? was like a satanic <laughs> thing that would mean a good number of my friends are part of a satanic cult because yeah. they one of them literally has like a dnd um tattoo so like and the other one has three pets named after different things i think i think that's what they are i don't know yeah so <laughs> just i didn't want to state his name because they do state the name in the article that i read but I'm just not going to go there. Cause well, and it always kind of feels like cheap and like it that can really ruin somebody's life. life. Yeah. So. And they, they were like, Kansas is part of the Bible Belt. And he was listening to like the rock and roll music. So yeah. everyone obviously was like, oh, this guy worships the devil. Like yeah. whatever. And it just doesn't seem like that at all. So. He just sad. liked rock music. God. Yeah. Chill out. Um, <laughs> now. Timothy Dennis, who is a KBI agent, 
um, which is the Kansas Bureau of Investigation. Okay. Uh, he took over the case eventually. Um, he did drive down to the site of where the party was and, you know, he sat out there and kind of pondered facts and history of the case. Um, he believes that a murder would have needed extensive cover-up. There was no body, no car, no ever evidence, and no one ever talked. Yeah. Which and teenagers talk. For all those things to happen. And, like, think about the timeline, too. Like, literally between... His friend saw him at 1.30, brought him, steered him to his car. By the yeah. time he's back by 2, the car and him were gone. And for none of it to ever be found again. Because by 6 a.m., his parents were already searching for him. Yeah. Not so, that long. No, that's like, what, four, five hours? Five hours, yeah. Four to five hours, because someone said they thought they saw him around 2. 2, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's not a lot of time. So just for all those things to never surface is kind Mm -hmm. of rare yeah um and my next sentence is that just rarely happens in cases like these someone would either talk or evidence would show up or yeah something um now dennis's theory is that randy got in his mother's car that night to drive home either drunk or high there was a small bridge on Golden Road, so there was, like, two routes he could have taken home. Mm-hmm. One was, this, like, a state highway, and one okay. was this, like, back road. Okay. And I might be wrong, but I believe he said that the state highway would have been patrolled. Okay. So, if he wanted to get so home... So, if he was under the influence at all and... Yeah. I might have flip-flopped that and got it wrong that the back road might have been patrolled but it makes more sense that the state highway would have been yeah patrolled. you would think so i could be wrong on that don't quote me but um anyway he says that he took this back road called golden road and there was a small bridge that didn't have any guardrails and it was like a single lane he says possibly i don't car. think i want to drive over that sober yeah <laughs> if it doesn't have guardrails especially at so- 1 30 in the morning yeah possibly that's really scary. um randy's mom's car went off the side of the bridge um now, Dennis did hire divers to come and search the area. I was going to. That was my next question. Yeah. And two cars were found, but neither were the Dodge he was looking for. Two cars? Yeah. One of they the, have bodies in them? Mm-mm. Okay. So one was different. stolen. Okay. And one was just like, I don't, they, it just was. They're like, woo. Oh, pond. shit. It was a Grand Prix. So, I mean, I would put my Grand Prix into the river, too. <laughs> Um, now the car that had been stolen, they assume it went off the bridge and it actually had been pushed down river by the current. Oh. And so they were like, you know, at this point it was probably, I don't have a year when this happened, but it was probably several years after. Okay. And then at this point he was like, well, fuck. I don't know. I don't know if he actually said that, but <laughs> if this car if was, was pushed you. this far, yeah. who was to say that? Dennis's or sorry, Randy's car was pushed, you know, a hundred miles down yeah. the river, well, and then and now Randy's, your search area went from where this bridge is yeah. to literally pretty much the well, whole. Well, and river. Randy's, I'm sure, was still in drive. So does that matter? I mean, your wheels aren't locked. Yeah, like know. when you're when you're in gear, it's easier to move a vehicle. I don't That's, know if that matters in a river, uh, but still, if it landed right, it, that could. You just think it just drove down the bottom of the river. Uh, 
Yeah. No, I'm just saying like it would be easier if it lands on its wheels, it might be easier for it to be moving faster if it's not in park. Yeah, I guess we would have to look into that to see if that matters. But yeah, I, I don't know enough about cars and rivers. cars and water. I don't and, either. And stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm just a dumb podcaster. <laughs> so this was the article was written in 2018. So okay. again, I don't know what exact year this was, but it was definitely several years after his disappearance. So um, he was like, I can't search this whole river. Like I would like to, but I yeah. just don't have the resources or the money to be able yeah. to do that. So fortunately they haven't been able to find the car in the river. All right. Everybody get on Google maps, <laughs> find this river get to the satellite we're gonna find this car yeah wouldn't that be amazing, that would be amazing. <laughs> one of our listeners found it um now the case is still considered to be active by both the kbi and the leavenworth county sheriff's department okay um in january of 2021 so very recently a couple months ago yes many ponds in the area were searched for both randy and the missing car but so far nothing has turned up so okay. they are searching okay still searching bodies of water around okay. Um, there are, however, many more similar searches plans for the next upcoming months. Okay. So maybe something will turn up in one of those searches. So again, we'll just have Update. to keep our eye out on this one. Um, now, unfortunately, on January 28th, 2021, Harold Leach died, never knowing what happened to his son. His oh. wife, Alberta, vowed to continue the search for Randy, but she says she takes comfort knowing that Randy and Harold are more than likely together again. That's so sad. And that is the disappearance of Randy Leach. Ugh. Doesn't that last line just break your heart? Yes, I really read that s- well, right? I'm so sad, Emily. <laughs> that was so mean. <laughs> Ugh. So, yeah, I think I totally my biggest theory, I think the one that makes the most sense is the that water. the water that yep. he, that unfortunately he maybe was either under the influence or something or... Who knows? Maybe he was just like I mean, extra tired. Yeah, like I was it gonna happens. Say. You can fall asleep behind the wheel. Oh yeah, you can fall. It ha- um, that happens more often than, than not. So yeah. I wouldn't say than not. That's more often I'd than you that think. Back. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just thinking now more often than not, everyone's asleep behind the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> There's like one awake person like zipping around other cars. I just the foul play and him being murdered it just doesn't make sense to me yeah it just seems like while it was not investigated that way in the first place which Mm -hmm. is a bummer and it it should have been in hindsight it just doesn't seem like there was enough evidence to say or enough even probable cause to say that there was a murder or you know something suspicious happened yeah like yeah is it weird that he was acting super like off Mm -hmm. yeah that's weird but like that could be he was you know super tired he was starting to get sick he was you know like like you've seen me when i get overly tired and i'm acting drunk like it's it's funny but it's highly entertaining I but like and i and it's like i'm still that's not like I haven't been up for 24 hours. It's just like I've been super busy and yeah. I'm not getting a lot of sleep. And, you know, yeah. he had, this was like an exciting time in his life and he was about to graduate and he was working on this car yeah. and like he had a lot 
of good things going for him so maybe he would just was like a little i wonder if his overly parents tired kept the car. Hmm? i wonder if his parents kept his car oh yeah i don't know i didn't say that'd be really sweet if they had had it and but I, fixed up and I think that KBI agent is right for no no evidence ever to pop up. Yeah. No body. Yeah. No the car. car. The car is the biggest yeah, one. Yeah, that's the me. that's the one for me too. Is like if something had happened to him, you would assume that car would show up somewhere. It would show up burned out burned somewhere out, yes. or it would show up in a ditch somewhere or hidden you know, it would just show up somewhere because it's really hard to hide a car yeah unless you like take it somewhere and get it crushed down but like that seems really extreme or put it into a body of water yeah which could have happened but and then for no one to talk to like we know that like a a good example of this for me is the up and vanish podcast yeah like that that was literally solved because somebody talked yeah like or like somebody um, eventually is gonna talk yeah this has um, been over 30 years is another good one like for someone not to say anything in 30 years yeah that's because there's got it this would have had to been more than one person you think if it did yeah especially because he was not like you said not a small dude six three and built like like a linebacker that's not a little guy and he was athletic yeah and like you would think he even if he was had been drugged us some way he would still fight back yeah i mean i don't i don't know if you've seen anyone you've suspected to be underneath under the influence of a date rape drug but i have and it's it's wild um no I have it's not. it's wild and my friend does not remember things yeah so well that's yeah if you know if I can see how if he got into a car, just how they were acting, I could see how he could drive off of a bridge or mm-hmm. get turned around and end up in a different body of water that he shouldn't have been in. Yeah. Just based off of my experience. And as sad as that is, I mean, I don't know. I just hope that his mom gets answers before she passes. Yeah. Because I think they deserve answers. I do, too. I think you're right. But yeah that was a good one that was sad but it was good wrote that this morning (laughs) i know i watched (laughs) (laughs) and that's actually different from the case i was gonna do really Uh, yeah i was planning on doing a different one up until literally this morning when i got up really yeah and i just i wasn't feeling that one that's fair i have a couple of those where i've like got like three lines of a story started i'm like no and i was gonna originally do like a big case that i found on friday night and i was like no this needs more i need more time for this one so okay that one will definitely be coming up and then i have one other just maybe not next next no. time you do because you've got a couple of busy oh my weeks. god yeah so my next two and a half weeks are that's okay though it's all fun stuff yes so. All right, so let's uh, do... do you want, wait, your, want me to do my sources really Do quick. you have them up and ready, or do you want me yep, to do no, our I socials first? Okay. Um, my first one was from themedium.com. Um, last Night Out, The Mysterious Disappearance of Randy Leach by Jen Baxter. And my second source was a kansascity.com news article um, by Max Londberg. And that's it. All right, and our socials are um mw madness podcast on instagram midwest madness podcast group on facebook 
mwmadness at gmail.com for our email. Oh, wait, no. mwmadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Sorry. Perfect. Well, um, I'd love to hear your guys' theories on this case. Yes, please. So I'm sure some of you will let us know, which we really love. And if you find the car in Google Maps, you have to tell us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you guys have a great rest of your week and we will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye.